go through this rather quickly, but I believe it's a really important, uh, really important message this morning. Uh, we've been talking about red flags. Red flags are those things that we see that give us pause. Right? It's a warning. It's saying, look, you're going to have a tendency to mess things up here. And we see them at the beach, right? Even when we can't see the, the dangerous undertow and currents at the beach, uh, the people who know what they're doing do see it, know about it, and put the red flag up for us. Okay, So when you see a red flag, there's a greater possibility of getting it wrong. And we've been looking at scriptures that all start with the phrase, do not be deceived. Some versions say misled. All right, And so do not be deceived. And so these scriptures are our red flags that we've been looking at during this month. And so the one that we're going to look at today is actually Galatians chapter 6, 7 through 8. I have it up on the screen behind me. It says, do not be deceived. There it is, red flag. Okay, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Now, I'm going to explain what all that means in just a moment, but before I do, I I entitled this message, Mocking God. Now, no one, if I said, hey, raise your hand if you mock God... No one thinks that they're going to be mocking God, do they? I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a, like, no, I would never do that to God. But it's done unknowingly, and you're going to find by the end of this message that we all have done it in this particular topic. Now, some versions say that God will not allow himself to be mocked. Uh, the New Living Translation says you cannot mock God's system of justice. Now, the word mock here, it literally means to turn someone's nose up at something. It means, ugh, ugh, ugh. You know what I'm talking about, right? Basically, me and Brussels sprouts is what I'm talking about. Is I, I don't, if you love Brussels sprouts, I, you know, I love you. You can still worship here, maybe. I'm not anti-vegetable, okay? I live in a very pro-vegetable household, but Brussels sprouts, I just don't get it. I, they're just, they're bitter. They don't, how, how many, how many anti-Brussels sprout people do we have here this morning? Yes. And you turn your nose up and you're like, oh, no, no, right? No, no way. I'm also, I'm going to lose some people with this one. I can't stand grapefruit. Amen. It's bitter, y'all. I don't know what you're thinking. You're like, well, you just put sugar on it. If you got to put sugar on it, something's wrong. All right, grapefruit is neither grapey nor fruity, okay? I mean, it's like a citrus, but it's got that bitter aftertaste, and, and Tiff's like, oh, I love grapefruit. And I, I turn my nose up. I'm like, no, uh, no way. Another translation of this, of, of another way to translate this word that's translated mocked, besides to, to, um, to turn the nose up at, it means to make faces at. Right now, you would never purposely, hey, Jesus, what's up? You know, you would never make faces at God, right? I only like make faces like if there's like a kid at another table at a restaurant and they're like looking at me. I'm like, you're making faces. Till the parents turn around, I'm like, a sweet kid. Yeah, sweet kid. And then, <laughs> you know, it's fun. They like it. They like it. So, so we don't want to turn our nose up at or make faces at God, right? No, no. Well, well, how do we do it? Okay. We do it according to this verse. When we don't believe that whatever one sows, that will he also reap. 
We, we mock God when we don't understand the principles of sowing and reaping. Now, my kids were asking me about the sermon this morning, and they, I said, well, it's going to be about mocking God and sowing and reaping. They said, oh, you're going to talk about sowing money and reaping money. I said, no. So this is not actually what, it includes money, but it's not only money. And then they said, well, actually, are you going to go over the, the parable where, you know, the farmer scatters seed and it, and, it, and, it, and it hits the stone and it hits all the different uh, um, types of terrain? And I go, actually, no, because we're, we're, that one's talking about sowing the gospel and how you can see that it doesn't always get planted. You, it's just your job to sow. We're not talking about either one of those. What we are talking about this morning is the cause and effect that God has put into place in your life. And, and let me show you, the first thing we need to gather from this verse is this. You are sowing seed. You need to understand this, okay? Because you don't want to be deceived and you don't want to mock God. You are sowing seed. And the, the, when you go about your life, the way you speak, the way you act, what you do, you are sowing seed. Now, does this apply to money? Yes. But it also applies to your words. It applies to your actions. It applies to your attitude. It applies to everything about our lives is that we are actually sowing seed. This is a, in in the Old Testament, it's called seed time and harvest. And, And what we see in the earth where you plant a seed and it sprouts up a plant, which then bears fruit. It's this, it's a par- there is a spiritual parallel to that natural phenomenon, okay? So you plant seeds, something grows up, right? It's the same way with our lives as well. See, God created, and I need you to get this, God created an interactive law. I say interactive because it means you have a role, and I say law because, it, because I mean that it applies to everyone, an interactive law of sowing and reaping. And he created this as a means for him to bless you. He created this as a a way for you to partner with God's will for your life so that you could sow seed. And the word sow just means plant. You could plant seed uh, in the way that that you want your life to be, and then you would receive a harvest. Okay, so God, when he designed the universe, when he designed this place where we all live, he said, look, in the ground, if you plant seed, you're going to get a harvest. And in your life, as you plant seed, you're going to get a harvest. And he says, if you will plant the right seed, you'll get a good harvest. If you plant the wrong seed, you will get a bad harvest. Like, let's say, Brussels sprouts. Okay, <laughs> I'll get off Brussels sprouts soon, I promise. So now we know this, right? We, we all know this. As a matter of fact, this is not a uniquely Christian concept. Other, other spiritual paths and faiths have sniffed out the reality of this interactive law, right? I mean, you, 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 uh, you've heard what goes around comes around, right? Well, that's, Jesus didn't say that, but is it true? Absolutely. It's sowing and reaping. In other Eastern religions, you have the concept of karma, Right? Well, and karma is the same idea that you get what you give, right? Even the Beatles saying, and in the end, the love you make is the love you take. In other words, what you sow is what you'll get. And so this is not a uniquely Christian concept, but it is a truth that permeates through all 
time. And so I need to let you know, first of all, don't deceive yourself. Don't be misled. You are sowing seed. Here's the other thing we see from this verse. Is that flesh seed, now get this, flesh seed grows death. Spirit seed grows life. Flesh seed, so you can, you can sow or plant seeds unto your flesh. Do what the flesh wants. You're sowing seed that way, and it's always going to reap death, bad things. Or you can sow spirit seeds, seeds to the spirit, sow to the spirit, and you will grow or you will reap life. Now, I've got a question. This is going to be difficult. You're going to have to think really, really, really hard about this one, Okay. But would you rather have death or life? Life, right? Of course. All right. Well, do you know that it's not just God up there, nebulous in heaven, pulling the strings and determining whether or not you experience death or life? Remember, there's an interactive law that you've been invited to participate in. And you're participating in, even if you don't know it, called sowing and reaping. And you are determining whether you're reaping death or whether you're reaping life. Let's look at Galatians chapter 5. It's the previous, ver- previous chapter, verses 19 through 20. And the Apostle Paul's writing here, and he's, he's kind of comparing the fruit of, of sin, these sin seeds, these flesh seeds, Right, he's comparing what they look like versus what the spirit seeds look like. Okay, it says this. I mean, the New Living Translation says, "When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, or we could say, when you sow to the flesh, okay, it's going to grow death. The results are very clear." So here is one of Paul's famous sin lists. So this is a, a list of things that can show up in someone's life if they've been sowing to flesh seed that brings forth death: sexual immorality. Impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy. Now, I, 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 I got to warn you here. They start out with some sins, and we're kind of like, what? I don't, that's not my deal, bro. Right? They start out with some sins listed here that's like, I don't have a problem with that. There's no big deal. Impurity, lustful pleasures, Paul, come on. But then... He gets in, in sorcery, idolatry. I don't worship Buddha, right? Sorcery, I don't practice witchcraft. But then all of a sudden, hostility. Ooh, whoa, whoa. Quarreling. Ooh. Jealousy. I've been jealous. Sure have. Outbursts of anger. I've done that. Done it. Selfish ambition. You ever wanted to get ahead, whatever it costs, step on other people to get there? Dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties. Hey, parents, if your kid wants to go to a wild party, there's a verse in the Bible about that. And other sins like these. In other words, this is not an exhaustive list. Let me tell you again, as I had before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. So this is what happens when you sow spirit seeds to life. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience. How many of you need patience? I need patience. Kindness, goodness, and self-control. 
See, every day you have a choice. You get to sow these seeds. Let's, let's call these seeds right here the spirit seeds that grow life. And let's call these seeds here the flesh seeds that grow death. And, and every time you speak, every time you act, every time you're doing things, you are choosing to either choose, you know, use and sow these, these seeds of death or seeds of life. And so you go into work Monday morning, and you're like, oh, I can't believe I'm here again. And you start sowing death seeds. And you come home from work, and your kids aren't acting you right, and you're like, I swear you kids, y'all are going to be the death of me. And you're sowing death seeds with your words. And you get into traffic, and someone makes a mistake. They just make a mistake, and they pull out in front of you, and you're like, those people are idiots. They're morons. Am I hitting anyone in the face? Okay, good. I, I want to. That's my goal. Let me know. And so you're sowing, you're sowing death seeds with your words, with your actions. You're sowing anger. And then you, you, you're so angry, you're like, oh, I'm so angry all the time. And you wonder why everyone's angry at you all the time. Because you've been sowing those death seeds. You've been sowing to the flesh. Wouldn't it be better if you use the other seeds Seeds where you walk in forgiveness, right? Where you sow all sorts of seeds. Isaac wants to get hit. There you go, buddy. Boom. You you sow seeds of forgiveness. You overlook someone else's offense. Because someday, you're going to want someone to overlook your offense. Does that make sense? So you've got a choice. You can sow death seed. You can sow to the flesh, bringing forth death. Or you can sow to the spirit, bringing forth Life. I got some life seeds up there. There you go. So let me tell you real quick, and I'm going to kind of blaze through. I want you to know four quick things about this concept that you will reap what you sow. You will reap what, don't deceive yourself. You will reap what you sow. First of all, you will reap the same kind of thing that you sow. You will reap the same kind of thing that you sow. James 3.12 says, does a fig tree produce olives? Anyone know the answer to that? No, it does not. Does a grapevine produce figs? Anyone know the answer to that one? No is the correct answer. You do, not, you do not sow seeds of apples and oranges come up. That's not how it works. You don't sow pumpkin seeds and sunflowers grow. That's not how it works. Whatever seed you sow is the harvest that you're going to reap. And you are not the exception to that. Now, the good news is this, is that you get to choose what you sow. If you're lonely and you need a friend, what can you sow? Friendship. If you've made a lot of mistakes and you need grace and mercy in your life, what can you sow? Grace and mercy, right? So see, it's an invitation. Sowing and reaping is an invitation to... So that you can determine the type of fruit that grows in your life. But don't be deceived. Don't try to mock God. Don't turn your nose up at his laws, y'all. Because whatever you plant, it is what you will reap. It is what you'll harvest. It'd be like so many of us live in such a way that we think, well, God knows my heart. No, your seed is what determines your, your harvest. It'd be like getting on Amazon.com and ordering a coffee mug and paying 15 bucks for it, and then really expecting them to deliver a 70-inch flat-screen TV to your house in a couple days. 
but you paid for a mug. Well, so many of us, we're paying, we're planting, we're investing to our flesh with death seeds, (laughs) flesh seeds, and we're expecting God to bless us. And he's like, look, you're the one that's determining this, not me. Whatever you invest in, you will get a return on it. So you need to understand, don't kid yourself, don't deceive yourself. You will reap the same kind of thing that you sow. Here's the next one. You will also reap in proportion to how much you sow. You will also reap in proportion to how much you sow. Now, 2 Corinthians 9 is talking about finances specifically. But the, the concept remains. It says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. So you must each decide in your heart how much to give. Okay, now, and this may change some of what you thought when you grew up in church or whatever, but who determines how much you're blessed? You do. Isn't that what the scripture says? You determine it. So many of us are walking around and we're not blessed. We're like, God, why won't you bless me? He's like, dude, I've got this whole system. It's all throughout the Bible. Uh, Don't be deceived. Quit mocking me. And so we've got to understand, we will reap in proportion to how much we sow. Luke 6, 38, it says, give and it will be given. Give and it will be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Will men give into your bosom? And then it says this, for with the measure you use, it will be given back to you. In other words, whatever degree you plant seed is the degree that you will harvest. Right? Right? And some of you, the light bulb's coming on, you're like, I need to start planting. I need to start sowing. I need to grab me some of these live seeds and start just chunking them at everyone, right? And, 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 and hoping, Will's like, I've got to clean this up Monday. He's like, <laughs> he's planting seeds of service. So, so we will reap in proportion to how much we sow. We are the deciding factor in how much we harvest. Do you hear that? Okay, here's the next one. It goes even further than that. You will reap in multiplication of what you sow. You will reap in multiplication of what you sow. It's not one-to-one. If, if I plant a tomato seed, I don't just get one tomato with one seed. Right? I get a lot of tomatoes. Do you know that tomatoes, on average, have about 30 seeds? So one seed yields at least one tomato with around, it's 20 to 50, but on average, 30 seeds. But there's multiple tomatoes. Now, that's a payoff. That's a good investment, isn't it? And in the same way, we reap in multiplication. Matthew 13, 8. Jesus is talking. And he's talking about when we sow seed, when it hits the ground, and we start reaping. It says, uh, other seeds fall on fertile soil, and they produce a crop that was 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. And so when you're planting seeds, you need to understand, you know, if, if you say, well, this, this seed's sown to my flesh, boom, just, I just sowed it. Ah, no big deal. The problem is, is it doesn't, just, it doesn't just create a little bit of sin in your life. It creates a lot of sin in your life over time. Because that's the way the law, the interactive law of sowing and reaping works, okay? So you will reap in multiplication. Here's the last one. You will reap in due season. 
you will reap in due season. Now, this is the next verse in Galatians chapter 6. We already read verses 7 and 8. But we're going to read verses, uh, we're going to read verse 9 here after all that. And it says, So let's not get tired of doing what's good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. He's talking about sowing good seed. He's talking about sowing this spirit seed unto life. Okay? And he's saying, when you chunk it, when you plant it, when you sow it, you know, a farmer doesn't immediately plant a seed and go like, and like stand there looking at it, waiting for it to come up. Right? There are seasons. There's a season of sowing and there's a season of reaping. And usually, now, now get this, usually your sowing of reaping is much later than your season of sowing. That's why people get so deceived. They'll play around with some of this flesh seed and they'll, they'll sow it, right? And they'll say, ah, nothing happened. That's because it hadn't reached due season yet. It will happen. Have you ever known someone, or maybe it's happened to you, and you start dabbling in, in the flesh, you start dabbling in sin, you start making yourself an excuse, you start making yourself the exception, you're like, nothing's happening, <laughs> whatever. And then all of a sudden, their whole world comes tumbling down. It was due season. It was the reaping season for them. And the whole time they were mocking God, turning their nose up at, at, at this interactive law and saying, oh, I can, what I do does not have an effect. I'm not planting seeds. That's just old Bible talk. And then eventually, eventually it catches up. Look, what time will you reap? The right time. Now see, this, this kind of grates on me a little bit. I want God to tell me now. We have something inside of us. Our children demonstrated on road road trips. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? By the way, I know the answer to that question. The answer is yes, because wherever we are, there we are. So if you're kids, all right, are we there yet? Yes, we are, in fact, here. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) That shuts them up real quick. What? (laughs) But... We've got this impatience in us, right, where we want to know, well, God, you know, I've, look, my spouse is not doing what I want to, want them to, and, and I'm praying, and I'm believing, and I'm sowing seeds of grace, and I'm speaking life over them, I'm prophesying the will of the Lord over their life, I'm loving them like crazy, and it's not working. Don't give up. Don't give up because just like this promise is detriment to those who have been sowing the wrong seed, it's a promise of life for those that have been sowing the right seed. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Because what you sow, you will reap. Don't be deceived. As a matter of fact, right now, you are reaping what you've sown in the past. And whatever you sow now, you'll be reaping in the future. And different seeds grow at different rates. That's all God's business, you guys. Your job is to sow the right seed. Sow the right seed. Make the choice. Stick your hand in the right seed jar and sow that. Don't don't sow to your flesh. Sow to your spirit. Let me just add this and we'll be done. If you've sown bad seed, if your life... If, if your life were a garden and we were to look at it and it'd be just full of weeds, look, here's what you do. You start planting new seed. Start planting new seed and eventually the new growth will overtake 
the old growth. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with praying for a crop failure. There's nothing wrong for asking God for mercy. Go for it. Go for it. But what you need to be, begin to do immediately is start sowing good seed. If you've s- sown seeds of anger your whole life, today, now, start sowing seeds of peace. If you've sown seeds of hatred, right now, start now, sow seeds of love and grace towards other people. You will reap what you sow. You're not the exception. And that's good news or it's bad news depending on what you're sowing. And remember this, and I love it that Jimmy and Sandy said this during giving and receiving. God sowed Jesus so that he might reap you. Jesus' death was not a random death. It was a sowing of seed so that he might, God the Father, might reap us. Isn't that good news? It's great news. So my question for you is this. Do you see the red flag warning us about mocking God with sowing and reaping? Do you see it? Do you see the warning in Scripture? Do you see that we're not the exception? Do you see that you can actually mock God, turn your nose up at his way of doing things by thinking that you can sow one type of seed and harvest another? Do you see that? It's a major warning. And scripture wisdom is crying out and saying, look, don't be deceived. Don't think you're the exception. Whatever you sow, you will reap. Amen? Let's stand for prayer.